um, to podcast slash video cast episode number 16. I'm so excited to be bringing you another update about daily intermittent fasting. And um, I'm going to start switching the format a little bit. Um, I am going to still be talking about things that are happening with us and how our fasting is going, but not necessarily a week by week. Um, we are doing great. As a matter of fact, fasting is, is better than ever. It's been 24 weeks for me and 20 weeks for my husband. And um, I'm at 15 pounds and he is at uh 45 or something like that so he's he's definitely doing great we both are just enjoying this lifestyle so much um but i'm going to switch it a little bit and not necessarily go week by week by week but i will update you as to what is happening um during that week so it's episode 16 it's been 24 weeks for me for fasting and 20 uh about 18 or 19 or 20 for him he started after i did a few, several weeks afterwards as a matter of fact i'm hoping to bring him on i wanted to bring him on and do an interview with him at our 50 pounds together um, but now we missed that mark so it looks like it'll probably be the 60 pounds together so but today's episode is going to be focused on how if intermittent daily intermittent fasting works with your body to help you in ways that you couldn't help yourself before we often hear people say well if you're just, you know, fasting and trying to reduce calories, you know, and lose weight, why don't you just count calories? Or why don't you just, you know, count something if you're if you're just trying to create a calorie deficit? And so to begin with, we have to understand, and I talked about this extensively in episode 15, uh, the last episode, the last podcast slash videocast episode, and that is we have to understand um, what, how we lose weight with daily intermittent fasting. If we get in our heads that we are trying to lose weight through daily intermittent fasting simply by a calorie deficit, then it does kind of not make any sense. Why would you even go through the first, you know, two to four weeks of fat adaption? Why would you even suffer through those, you know, one, two or three weeks of hangries? Why would you even not focus? Why would you not even eat during the day? Now, obviously, you know, there are many, many other health benefits to intermittent fasting besides weight loss. But when people come at this to the approach of weight loss, they're like, oh, so you're eating in this shorter time period, so you eat less. Well, yes and no, because we most of us who are doing daily intermittent fasting are not going down to like a 1,200 calorie diet. Or I think about um, the, uh, we call it the stupid dog diet um, at our house, but it was the uh, HCG diet. We call it the stupid dog diet. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll just tell you why we call it the stupid dog diet because I refer to it a lot. We call it the stupid dog diet because um, at the time I still had uh, teenagers and preteens at home and I went around talking about how stupid this diet was and it was so hard. I don't know if you've ever been on it, 600, 800 calories a day, take drops, it's very, very hard. And you really, really are starving. <laughs> That's good. Intermittent fasting has nothing in starvation compared to HCG. Um, but you do lose a lot of weight with it if you stick with it. So anyway, um, I was lamenting about how it's a stupid diet. It's a stupid diet. And one of the boys said, you know, you said we shouldn't call things stupid. And, you know, we were we had a lot of rules about words because words are very, very important to us. I'm an English teacher and um, just and just raising our kids in a Christian home, you know, not just saying things that, that are mean or that are hurtful, stuff like that. So stupid was one of those things that, you know, you just don't call things stupid, you know. So we made a joke, you know, that don't say stupid, don't say stupid. So um, 
then when I called it a stupid diet, they were like, oh, you know, you're calling this this stupid. You And you already said that it's okay to call the dog stupid. Okay, that's another long story. So no stupid, no stupid, no stupid, except for dog. You could call the dog dog stupid if it did so. Oh, that stupid dog made a mess, you know, whatever. But no other stupid. Don't say stupid otherwise. So then I started saying stupid diet. And from that, we got, well, you can say it for stupid dog. So then it became the stupid dog diet anyway. And it's still to this day, it's called the stupid dog diet in our home. Even my friends all call it that. Um, so anyway, it's kind of comical. But um, why don't you know, why don't we just do something like that? Why don't we just go on the stupid dog diet? Why don't we just go on points? Why don't we just do this or that, you know, to count calories? So you have to, first of all, remember the three ways you lose weight with daily intermittent fasting. Just briefly, I'm going to talk about these because they're going to have a lot to do with how IF works with our bodies. The first way that we lose weight is a, hi, good, Anne, is a calorie deficit. We do make a calorie deficit. Now, it's not this grand, you know, elaborate calorie deficit like we think of with dieting. We're not going down, you know, maybe if our bodies need, need 16 or 1800 calories or whatever it might be, we're not going down from that 16 or 1800 calories. Um, or 2,000 calories, whatever it might be, down to 1,200 or 1,000 or 800. We're not making that huge deficit. We lose weight with daily intermittent fasting through a calorie deficit that is small. And it is a small deficit that's just skimmed off the top over a period of time. And because of that, we don't go down so low that our body's like, oh, man, there's no food coming in. I, you know, I'm starving. I better protect myself. We don't put ourselves into starvation mode through very, very low calorie dieting with daily intermittent fasting. Is there a calorie deficit? Yeah, we have to make a calorie deficit. Calories are what runs run our bodies. Now, whether you believe in calories in or calories, calories in and calories out, whether you believe calories are absolutely worthless, there's no you know hormone related to them, da 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 da, da or not, we all burn calories, right? That's what our bodies run on calories. Oh, there's my sister. So we all run on calories. So um, with the three ways, the first way is that we make a small calorie deficit over time. Now, the nice thing about it being a small calorie deficit over a long period of time is that we don't notice it. It's not so painful like celery and cottage cheese forever, right? We're not sitting here eating only chicken breast and cottage cheese and, and uh, lettuce, plain lettuce and celery sticks because our calorie deficit is small over a period of time. So that is one way. And the other way that we lose weight, which we're going to talk about a lot today, is that we go from burning our um, glycogen and all the food that we eat to burning our body. All right. And that's the most important way because that doesn't happen with simply counting something. That only happens through either a ketogenic diet or through uh, intermittent fasting. And so, you know, when someone says, well, why are you doing that? Why don't you just count calories? You're just trying to make, you know, you're trying to eat fewer calories. It's a lot more than that, as we're going to talk about here in just a moment. So it's not just that. Then the third way is the recomposing that happens in our body. And I, I was on a chair with my sister. She's on here now. And uh, we, we never did get to the bottom of that. Trying to figure out whether it should be called recomposing or recompositioning, you know, and I'm language lady and she's a teacher too. So we were just, anyway, we talk about all kinds of crazy things. Um, but anyway, whether you believe it's recomposing or recompositioning, this is happening. Okay, it's happening to our bodies. And this is a reason why people on ketogenic diets as well as on daily intermittent fasting look smaller before they lose weight, right? And also a reason why you see people in the big groups who are like, I'm five, six, and I'm down to 160, but I'm already almost in a six. 
and you're going, that can't be, but it really can be, actually. For one thing, we have a lot of vanity sizing today, right? <laughs> and we like that vanity sizing. But also, in addition to the vanity sizing, it is because of the recompositioning that is taking place in our bodies. So those are the three ways that we lose weight. So how does daily intermittent fasting work with your body? And I think it's so wonderful because everything that we've ever wanted our bodies to do, everything that we've ever wanted to happen for us happens during intermittent fasting. And all of those things that we strived for and we struggled with will automatically naturally happen. So the first thing, first way that our body works with IF works with our bodies instead of against our bodies is definitely the fat adaption. That whole thing of turning your body from a glycogen food burning uh, type of body into a body burning. And so that only happens if you are on a ketogenic diet and you eat five or 10% of your uh, daily intake in carbohydrates and the rest is almost all fat, 75% or so of fat. And so your body burns through that fat and then just burns itself. You don't have to go back into glycogen stores. You don't have to go back into glucose. You don't have to burn what you ate before carbohydrate-wise because you didn't eat any carbohydrates or very few. Okay, that happens to us with uh, intermittent fasting. Now, I just think it's so amazing because those of us who have been, who tried to do keto and didn't like it, raise your hand, right? Um, personally, I don't like enough foods. I like like three or four green vegetables. I'm like, a 10-year-old palate uh, when it comes to eating. And so um, I appreciate the fact that I can do the same thing for my body in daily intermittent fasting as I could do if I were eating ketogenic all day. And personally, I'd rather just fast than to eat, than to eat things I don't like. So it works well, right? Um, but um, really interesting um, study here that your body goes into ketosis Maybe I'll ever explain that first. Your body goes into ketosis whenever it doesn't have glycogen or glucose. That's why it can happen with ketogenic diet or it can happen with intermittent fasting. And with intermittent fasting, about 10, 12, 14 hours into your fast, your body um, gets low on its glycogen reserves. There's no more glycogen. There's no more circulating glucose. And then it goes, oh, I am going to go get fat from my body. So your fat cells release fat and then you use that. And that is part of that recompositioning too. But that is called fat adaption. And it happens anytime you do a 12 to 24 hour fast, generally speaking. Now I've mentioned before, there are a lot of variables. If you do HIIT exercising in the mornings, it happens faster. If you eat fewer carbs the day before, it happens sooner. If you um, fast longer, it happens for a longer period of time. So there are things we can do to affect it, but generally speaking, um, it will happen between 12 to 24 hours, all right? And uh, those people who fast 12 to 24 hours uh, notice a 60% increase in energy from our body fat. So in other words, we are using our body fat 60% more than non-fasters. That's so exciting. It's just something our body does for us naturally, right? We, you know, we, we don't, don't have to exercise it away. We don't have to, to fat bomb it away. It happens naturally through daily intermittent fasting. I just think that's absolutely amazing. So, 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 so cool. Um, the biggest amount of the energy uh, happens after at the 18 hour mark. 
So for those who are, um, and that is why, I've talked about this before too, that is why people who do ketogenic diets can fast for 16 hours instead of 18, 19, or 20 and get just the same benefits because they're going to stay in ketosis all the time. But for those of us who are going to eat, you know, a more normal diet, you know, most of you know on here that I pretty much eat what I want, but I utilize the mechanisms that this that intermittent fasting does for my body and I don't eat everything I want but I eat anything I want that means that if there's a celebration a party a tradition a family event um, I just enjoy regular types of food at those times now my husband and I do eat more healthfully at home and we do eat more fruits more vegetables more healthy fats those kind of things but at the same time it's not like this drudgery where I'm counting something all night and so on so um, 12 to 24 hours of fasting will cause your body to use 60 percent more uh, of using your energy from fat and it starts it's, it's the biggest moment is at the 18 hour mark so for those of us who are not doing a ketogenic diet, it's important that we get to the 18-hour mark as often as possible. All right, um, and this is then puts you into ketosis. Another super, super exciting thing about uh, this fat adaption, being in ketosis, I'm going to use my body instead of food. It's going to burn, burn, burn. It's going to burn, baby, burn, as the song says, right, in our um, theme song here, around here. Um, but... This is super exciting, and keto haters will really like this, and that is that your body goes and burns its own body fat four, fourfold, four times more on a ketogenic diet than on the standard American diet, sad, but 20-fold more with fasting. And so we are actually able to do, our body does it for us without any kind of counting, without any kind of, um, you know, food restrictions as far as only eating these things or eating more of these and less of that. Now, all of that can come into play and could help us. And it might, and especially remember, if you remember the three things that you have to do when you feast, you have to have food you enjoy, you have to have food that makes you feel good, and you have to have food that helps you meet your goals. So in other words, if you're losing weight, but you feel bad, that's not, that doesn't work. Or you feel good, but you're not losing weight, that doesn't work, right? So with our three, our threefold criterion, we are able to go into our body, body fat stores 20-fold. And even on a ketogenic diet, it's only fourfold. So that is super, super amazing. Um, also, just that this whole state of being, you know, we, we've heard so many for so many years about paleo and primitive types of eating, ancestral type of eating. And, you know, without even eating the, all these certain foods and buying all these certain things and preparing all these certain ways, we are doing this naturally, more ancestral, if you will, um, uh, type of eating, which will also help us to maintain a certain body weight. So the first way that our body work, IF works with our body, is by making it fat adapted. Now keep in mind that when you're fat adapted, starvation goes away. So if you are new to daily intermittent fasting, you won't have the hangries after one to three weeks uh, of consistency. Also keep in mind that every time you go off and on, and especially in the beginning when you haven't really emptied your glycogen stores completely, every time you go off and on, you're filling them back up really full uh, from, oh, from having days of eating too long, 
and eating too much, and then you got to go through the hangries again and again. And so I think about a lot of people who say, you know, I tried it, but it just I just couldn't stick with it. I tried it, but I just couldn't stick with it. They need a, a friend, right? They need a sister in this or a brother in this who will tell them, you know what? If you stick with this, this will what this will be what will happen to you, right? We need to encourage them to to trust us that if they stick with it, that will go away and it'll be a thing of the past and they won't have the hangries anymore. Like I said before, why would we do this if we felt that way all the time? So fat adaption happens between the three and four week mark and it is one way that our bodies work, our IF works with our bodies. All of the time, you know, all of those hangries, all of that starvation feeling, all of that weakness and, and feeling terrible all the time from hunger. Even if we've gone three or four hours without food, we would have those type of things. Those are all things of the past because IF works with our body to develop fat adaption, which will actually change the entire landscape of our days, which is absolutely amazing. Um, it also works with our bodies by giving us a better cognitive edge and uh, there are I, I've talked about this before too but there are many people who are using a daily intermittent fasting to ward off or to try to fight against or to reduce the symptoms of things like dementia other cognitive functioning problems there are people who are using biohacks of daily intermittent fasting they don't need to lose weight they just want to be smarter so how cool is that so it works with our bodies to give us that cognitive edge you know, I teach all day and I write all day. Those are that's, that's how I spend my days, except for one day that I have with my grandkids. I am literally teaching or writing all the time, every day, all day long. And my brain is always at a high peak now. It's always at such a high level that I can always think through what I want to do. I can come up with outlines faster. I can think about order of material and presentation faster. When I'm teaching, my teaching is just gotten so much better in the last three or four months. And um, I've been teaching my own books for almost 20 years. And so just sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll be going, wow, I never look at the answer guide anymore, ever. I never look at the answer key. I'm probably right more than it is anyway. I mean, it's just such a cool thing. So it works with, IF works with our bodies to give us better cognitive functioning in part through this ketosis. Again, people can also get that through a ketogenic diet. All right, another way that daily intermittent fasting works with our bodies is for youthfulness. And I am really looking forward to this because I have watched people on the big groups who have been doing daily IF for two years, three years, four years, and uh, their before or after pictures, I mean, they might be 50 in their after picture, and they look like they're 30 in their after picture or 35 and their before picture makes them look they look way older than they do in their after picture and this is a result of human growth hormone that we increase our human fasting increases our human growth hormone uh, so this makes us younger looking more vibrant more energetic and so if you are in the first month and you're still feeling you know really tired and really hangry you have to believe us and trust us that that will go away and you will have this cognitive uh, advantage you will have this fat adaption where you don't have starvation where you can just go through the day now I have to say that sometimes people get hungry even a few months in and that will happen if they exercise a lot or if they didn't eat enough like some people will say well I want it to go faster so I'm going to eat less. 
and then they're hungry the next day because they didn't eat enough. Remember, we're just skimming off the top. We're not making such a huge calorie deficit that we can't fast the next day, right? So with the human growth hormone, um, it goes up through daily intermittent fasting. And this is what adds to our youthfulness. So, you know, usually aging, the aging process is actually feels like it's working against us, right? We're trying lotions and creams and skin brushing. My sister, we just went away on like sister weekend. And I was like brushing my face all the time, all weekend while we talked. It's so funny. Anyway, we're doing all these things for anti-aging, right? But daily intermittent fasting will do it for us. It'll do a lot of those anti-aging elements for us that we don't have to worry about. We don't have to do so many things. Again, you know, we daily intermittent fasting is doing nothing and enjoying everything. And so the benefits are huge. Um, also, when people talk about working out, the human growth hormone is super high when you work out in a fasted state. And so... You know, something, well, some people are like, well, I don't know if I should work out in a fasted state because I think I might be weak or whatever. And the first month, things are different. But once you are fat adapted, you can work out in a fasted state. And you stop and think about how many people maybe ate dinner and didn't feel well or didn't have their snack, not fasters, just regular people. And they didn't have their snack the night before. Then they went to sleep and maybe they, maybe it was a Saturday, so they didn't have to get up early. So they went to the gym at nine instead of six. Those people are fasting for 15 or 16 hours and they're going to the gym to work out. Many, many people go to the gym to work out without eating breakfast. They like to work out before they eat breakfast. And so the same thing is happening with us. It's not like you're in a starvation mode. You probably just ate 12 to 16 hours before. So, you, so you'll be fine. But the combination of daily intermittent fasting and working out in the fastest state, especially uh, strength, weight training, strength training and HIT. Um, high intensity interval training um, will make your uh, human growth hormone go super, super high. And I think that's why even non-fasters can often look younger uh, when they start weight training and things. You know, you'll see their pictures and you're like, wow, she looks a lot younger. Well, yes, yeah, she did lose weight, but sometimes people lose weight and they look older, right? But when the human growth hormone is so high, that helps us to look younger. All right, insulin sensitivity. We know that Daily intermittent fasting causes us not to spike our insulin, right? And uh, the whole thing about insulin is that people, well, first of all, people think that insulin has to do with diabetes. And so it does have to do with diabetes, but they think it only has to do with that. And so they are going along thinking that when that, you know, that I don't need this to balance my insulin. I don't need this to balance my blood sugar, We're talking about supplementation and things. Or they say, you know, I don't need uh, I, I don't want to fast because I think that'll mess with my insulin. Well, it is going to mess with your insulin. It's going to make it level all the way across. No more insulin spikes. Most of the time when we feel badly during the day, it is because we had a carby breakfast. And then about 10 o'clock or so, you know, that bagel, that donut, that cereal, that oatmeal, that regular yogurt with sugar in it, whatever, uh, milk, regular milk, whatever, all of that is causing our insulin to spike because of all the carbohydrates. And then we, then it goes back down. We eat something, it goes back up. Then we have lunch and two o'clock, we're miserable. That's one thing that's really, really cool about daily intermittent fasting is that you never feel any different during the day. You always feel the same. You'll always feel good. You don't feel bad. You don't feel tired. You don't feel like you just wish you could take a nap. And it is all because of this insulin sensitivity is balanced. 
And um, it's just another way that daily intermittent fasting works with our body. So instead of up, down, up, down, up, down all day, we are just burning through the burning through circulating glucose, burning through the glycogen stores, then burning our body fat. And again, by a month out, we're seamless at this. Our bodies are really good. That consistency, we've, we've done it, and it happens easily. And um, it just balances our blood sugar, it balances our insulin. So we're not constantly spiking insulin. And it actually is a way that intermittent fasting works with our body because it helps us feel good all the time, which is an amazing thing. Now, not spiking insulin is affects so many things, right? For one thing, it affects hunger. If your insulin isn't spiked, you're not gonna get hungry all the time. And that is why people, again, I've said this before, I can't fast. The last time I had a blood test at 11, I nearly died until 11. Well, you're not going to be up and down, so you're not going to feel, you're not going to die until before 11. It's not going to feel that way anymore. But it also, so it affects your feelings. It affects your energy. It affects your lethargy or how, you know, fatigued you are. Um, it affects your brain because that's why we get brain fog oftentimes. And it affects your weight loss, of course, because whenever we don't spike insulin, we don't get hungry. And also we're not spiking insulin. We're using our body fat instead. So um, but there are also so many other hormones that are related to insulin. We have a tendency to think of, you know, the female hormones and we think of testosterone and we think of progesterone and we think of estrogen. And we think of all of these other hormones as being unrelated, like those are sex hormones and insulin is a food hormone or, you know, a liver hormone or a, um, a diabetic hormone. But really insulin has a huge relationship to all of the other uh, hormones. You stop and think, even with our limited knowledge, those uh, we us lay people who you know maybe do not have a lot of knowledge about PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, we might not know that much about it, but we know that the cyst relate to insulin, and the insulin relates to um, uh, thyroid, and we know that people we know who have PCOS are on something for diabetes right, metformin or something like that, they're on a thyroid medication and, you know, they're trying to get rid of the cyst as well. And it's because PCOS is the, the female hormones, so to speak, but it's really, really, really affected by insulin. And so my daughter was able to go off of all of her medications for PCOS. First of all, she went, was able to go off of metformin through supplementation and losing weight. And now, you know, she's able to regulate things a lot better through intermittent fasting. And it's because insulin is not a separate hormone. Insulin is actually related to all of these other hormones. And so many things in our bodies that we feel like they're working against us all the time. It's on PMS, it's PCOS, it's all of these things that we feel like our hormones are working against us. When we regulate insulin through daily intermittent fasting, we also affect them. And so uh, they're, they're so related. And, of course, we have the whole uh, stable energy so we don't have the energy crash. So our body uh, has a, you know, more level insulin level while we intermittent fast, and it affects so many things. So, again, that's another way daily intermittent fasting works with our body. And so we're not having, um, you know, think about, Everything that you want, you know, you don't want to be hungry all day. You don't want to have the hangries. You don't want to be fatigued. You want to have clear thinking. You don't want to have 
crashes where you feel bad. You don't want to have brain fog. You know, all these things. And here are ways that intermittent fasting works with our bodies instead of against our bodies. Many of us have tried so many low-calorie, ketogenic, low-carb points, all kinds of eating protocols. And, you know, we may have said to ourselves, I know I did, if I just didn't crave this, or if I just wasn't hungry all the time, or if I just felt better, or if I just wasn't so tired. And here, intermittent fasting is doing all of those things that we wish would have happened while we were doing those diets. Next is ghrelin, and that is our hunger hormone. And you've probably heard me in other videos call it the growling ghrelin gremlin uh, because it growls. But the, the ghrelin is that thing that... Um, when we're not eating because of boredom or emotional eating or cravings, it is what causes us to eat because we're hungry, right? Ghrelin hormones released, tells us we're hungry, our stomach growls, so on and so forth. But um, within one to three weeks of consistency on daily intermittent fasting, we can actually train this hormone through daily intermittent fasting. It can be trained. Sometimes ghrelin is released um, um, more on a mealtime schedule, which means that it will be released at the times that we would eat our meals. And so um, we would be, uh, it would be released morning, noon, afternoon, well, whenever we would eat snacks, especially whenever we would eat meals. We retrain that so that it no longer is, is released and it's no longer growling during those times. We retrain that through consistency of daily intermittent fasting. And so we are basically taking this ghrelin hormone and we're making our body is making it do what we want it to do as opposed to constantly growling and making us feel badly. So um, within one to three weeks of consistency, we will actually be balancing the ghrelin hormone so that we don't have those hangries all the time so that we won't have the hunger pains. Now, it's interesting to know that people who have been fasting for a long time will say, I don't really get hungry, but. I do want to eat. So we do definitely have to overcome that. But but because we don't have all these things working against us, we are able to to control that a lot more. And we're able to actually um, take care of that want to eat through other things, right? Through um, distraction techniques, through coping techniques, through habit, those kind of things. And those kind of things that are hormonally imbalanced or blood sugar rising and falling, insulin spikes, all of that, those are not things that you can just control with your mind, right? You can't just say, well, I am not going to let my insulin spike again and make me feel so hungry. Or I am not going to let my sugar get so high that then when it gets drops back down, I have to have sugar again to keep going. You can't just, it's not a, like a mind over hormone thing, right? But when your body is working for you through daily intermittent fasting instead of against you, all of a sudden, these things that used to control us are no longer controlling us. And we can overcome the, I just want to eat. I just wish I could eat. I just wish I could have food. We can definitely control those things because those are just desires. They're not hormonal imbalances that are out of our control. So then all of a sudden we get things in our control instead of out of our control. And then we can control those, right? All right, the last one that I want to talk about is appetite correction, AC. And uh, Dr. Bert Herring's book 
AC colon appetite correction is on my list of things that I recommend at DonnaReach.com. You can check the blog there. Um, actually, as are all 15 of the previous podcast episodes, videocasts, and they're available there. Um, you can click on iTunes from there and listen in iTunes. You can click on um, YouTube or you can click on the video and watch the video there. And all the outlines are there with these, as well as all the links to something that I mentioned. So you can find those all there. And there's also a drop down, just things that I recommend. And Dr. Burt, Burt Herring's book is there also. But I uh, just finished Appetite Correction, his book, Appetite Correction. And this probably made me more excited about what our body is doing for us um, and work and what IF is doing for our bodies and working for our bodies than anything else um, because those of us who have been between you know 40 and 100 pounds or 120 pounds overweight before um, we lack this we lack this control we lacked a control of our appetite and um, you know as you'll hear dr. Jason Fung talk about in his book and on his uh, videos a lot of times it's not our fault. We got all of these things that I just talked about. We've got the ghrelin. We've got the insulin spikes. We've got the hormone imbalances. We've got all of those things working against us. And so, you know, it's kind of like, how can we really expect something more? And that is another reason why whenever we have lost weight or we have actually made it through to a goal, a weight loss goal or a size goal, it's been temporary, right? Because we are, you can only make yourself, control yourself um, with all of those things working against you for so long, right? And then all of a sudden, I just can't do it anymore. I just cannot get that kind of control when I have my body working against me so much. Appetite correction is truly a thing of beauty. It is absolutely amazing. So appetite correction, AC, happens whenever we are fasting, and Dr. Herring's other book, um, Fast Five, was his first book, and that's about fasting uh, and then only eating for five hours a day. And that was way back. That was even before it became so um, cool, like we are, right? <laughs> anyway, 55-year-old. I'm going to be 55 in a little while, so 55-year-old cool people here. Um, so, uh, But appetite correction is when the body just says, hmm, I think I'm done for today. How cool is that? How many of us have just wished for something like that to happen for us, for that to happen in our bodies, in our minds, for our bodies to just say, I'm okay till tomorrow. And not only that, but we actually have to say, I'm okay until tomorrow evening or tomorrow late afternoon. I mean, that never would have happened, right? We would have been tanking up to prepare for tomorrow because it's going to be so long before we eat again. But appetite correction is a, um, a mechanism whereby our body says, that'll do, babe, that'll do. It's not because we're stuffed. It's not because we don't like food anymore. It's not because we don't want certain things, right? I look forward to every chance I can get a piece of birthday cake or a wedding cake or something like that. Do I have it here around the house all the time? No. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that would be too, t that would be, you know, working against what my body's trying to do for me. So I wouldn't have it around the house all the time. But do I look forward to it? Yes. So it's not like we're just stuffed. So we stopped eating like Thanksgiving Day. I can't eat another bite. It's nothing like that. 
Instead, it is just a, a mechanism that just comes into play during the feasting window that just says, okay, that's enough. I'm done until tomorrow. And I can remember when it first happened back in November, December when, of 2017 when I was first fasting. It was just remarkable. I have already, I'd already achieved a lot of self-control through supplementation, but there's still that, that's that, um, um, control was more like, you know, eating certain things, like not, not always wanting to eat sugar or something like that. I had a lot more control with that, but this was something where I wasn't full per se, but I was satisfied. So it was a very, very cool thing when that happened. Now it stops you from eating, not again by fullness or, um, uh, by lack of enjoying food, it just stops you from eating because your body's appetite is corrected. Okay, it's corrected in that all the incorrections that we've had throughout the years where we were based on these hormone imbalances and all of that, those are all gone. And now instead, it's just it's just corrected um, and we just stop, right? And so uh, I will say a couple of things about appetite correction. For those who don't really feel like they have it that much or they're not, they don't feel like they're achieving it or they don't feel like they have it most days or some days they have it, some days they don't. First of all, appetite correction won't happen without consistency because it is a it is something that's going on in our bodies that is a result of balancing all of these things out. And we're not going to balance all of these things out if we are feasting too long, if we're eating too many calories because of the length of our window. So suppose on weekends we decide we're not going to fast. Some people that would work for. I don't recommend it in the first month especially. But some people are like, I'm not going to do anything on the weekends. I'm only fasting during the week. Well, you have a, uh, um, a danger of appetite correction not working as well for you because you're just you're not stay, you're not balancing all those hormones out all the time. Instead, you're spiking your insulin all the time. You're doing everything that we that we don't do with fasting. You're doing it on the weekends when you have um, like a, a 10 or 12 or 14 hour eating window. So um, I will say that it works better when you're consistent. It works better with real foods. And Dr. Heron talks about this in his book. And I found it to be true. And that's one reason why uh, in my OMAD 3 training, and that is at DonnaReach.com, drop down the intermittent fasting uh, tab, and it shows you five tips. And those are my slideshows where I teach different aspects of fasting. And I have one called Five Tips for OMAD, One Meal a Day, OMAD Over Three. And that's one reason why I break my OMAD up into three periods of time, a snack, then my entree, and then if I want a dessert, I have a dessert. And so the reason that I do that is because uh, it brings in the boundaries for me because uh, appetite correction works better with real food. And that's why I like to open my window with a real food, um, because otherwise I find that I keep wanting to eat when I'm, I keep wanting to graze. It doesn't work as well with grazing. It works better when we've had real food, a real meal, and we just can share a meal with our spouse, for example, and we're fine at a restaurant or something. That's when we can really see it happening. Um, and it also either works better with a shorter eating window. In other words, you have, you, you're done and then you're, you, you eat and then you're done. You don't want anything else and you're okay until the next day when you eat again in the afternoon or evening. Um, or like with two meals, but not grazing. Okay. So real foods. In other words, appetite correction is not going to kick in as well with buttered popcorn or peanut M&Ms. 
right? And so we have to maybe do some other built-in boundaries. But that's okay because it's not like we're crazy craving all the time anymore either. So, um, but it stops us from eating and it just lets us be done. Just lets us be done without being stuffed. And then that's where we're also, that appetite correction is also helping us make that calorie deficit that we're just skimming off the top. So appetite correction is very, very cool. Correcting our appetite, something that all of us have wanted for many, many years. So let me just review the five ways that IF works with your body. The teacher in me is going to tell you again what I just said. Um, your body becomes fat adapted, right? It becomes fat adapted uh, so that it starts burning your body fat, right, to the tune of 20-fold through daily intermittent fasting over a typical diet, um, just through intermittent fasting. And that fat adaption is what's going to cause that our bodies to burn our own body fat instead of burning um, glycogen and glucose. We're going to be done with that. We're going to be done with the glycogen, glycogen and glucose every day, 12 hours, 14 hours, whatever, and then we're going to move into this fat adaption. It uh, raises the human growth hormone, so it works against aging for us. Um, it is uh, works against insulin spikes, balances our insulin. And that is a whole series of things that are triggered from that. Um, stable energy, fewer cravings, uh, hormones related to other things in our bodies. Uh, it's just having a having um, balanced insulin is so good. It's not that we don't want insulin. It's that we don't want it to go up and down and up and down and up and down so much. It can go up and down during our eating window, um, but that's a short period of time. Ghrelin. Uh, will be balanced, we are actually going to train that hunger hormone. Our body is going to train it for us. And so all the appetite suppressants and caramel appetite chews that we used to, wow, I, that's junior high. That was, I don't know if they have that kind of thing anymore. But anyway, all those things we don't have to worry about, our bodies are going to do it for us. And then appetite correction, being done. That is what else is going to happen for us. So I hope you can get excited like I am about what is happening with our bodies and how intermittent fasting is truly working for us instead of against us. The other thing about it is that there's just this whole mind thing that happens, this whole mental thing that goes on when we realize that we're not doing this alone. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, I just don't think I can do, you know, this calorie counting again. I don't think I can, you know, never eat ribs again. I don't think I can never eat a, a roll again at Texas Roadhouse. I don't think I can never eat a birthday cake again or whatever it is. And so we get this in this mental state where we just can't do it. You know, we've done it so much, we just don't think we can do it again. Whereas with daily intermittent fasting, feeling like our bodies are actually going to work for us instead of against us is such an amazing thing that makes us feel like we can do it. It just makes us feel encouraged. It makes us feel like, yes, we really can make this happen. So I've gone way too long, so I'm going to save my Plexus commercial for next week. Um, you can definitely learn more about Plexus from all of the other 15 podcasts slash videocasts that are up, um, as well as at the blog. If you search for Plexus, you can find it there. And then there are also, um, after every episode, there's also a link to our stores. If you are interested in natural supplementation, plant-based supplements while you fast, check out those Plexus uh, supplements. And thank you so much for joining me.
Yeah.